0: This week on the Danny Brown Show. I'll bring it with me. You guys pet guys? Y'all got any pets? I love pets. I don't currently have any. I got a lot of kids, though, and I'll tell you
1: oh, something. I don't <laughs> Listen, think that's the same. I'm like, oh, you know, you don't think you can get that high off bacon. You know what I'm saying? So I eat one strip before I know it. One strip turned to seven. Oh, man, I slept for like two days, man. When he gives me a beat,
0: I tend to stare at it until I know what, what is this story, and then I, I dive into it. It's like
1: Shout, sit back, relax, you already know. I am H Studios. It's the Danny Brown shout. We are about to get live. Let's go. Let's go. It's the Danny Brown shout. Sit back, relax, you already know. While your am H Studios. It's the Danny Brown shout. We are about to get live. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's up, doe? It's your boy. Coming to y'all live from Austin, Texas at Wild Me Studios, it's the Danny Brown Show. How y'all doing out there? I got the booth boys with me. What up, y'all? What's up, Danny? What up, man? How What's y'all up? boys doing? Good. Doing good. Yeah, man. I'm feeling good, too. I got the legends in the motherfucking building right now. I got nothing other than slugging in the atmosphere. How y'all brothers is doing, man? Pretty good. Great, great. Yeah. Yeah, can't can't great. complain. Can't complain. We're alive. That's right. <laughs> so y'all just got the new album out. Y'all on the road now? We're on the road, living the... The dream. Yeah, I, I would definitely say, man, I really look up to y'all. Y'all been doing this shit for so long and just still be on the fucking road right now. Just fucking kicking ass, man. It's just, <laughs> that's so much. Cause I'm, I'm like just getting past 10 years doing this shit. So I still feel like I'm a veteran in some sense, but man, to be on a level like to still be able to fucking do what you fucking love in front of fucking 10,000 people, thousands of people, whatever the fucking just, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I really hope God, I got to pray. Really yeah. hope that what I'm you know what I'm saying I'm still be able to do this shit, man.
0: Definitely, man. It, it's uh, we're very fortunate to still have this job. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And and, and 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 within that we're still learning how to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like it's still a process, so it's still it's like even though I know we're supposed to be veterans, it still feels like we're still figuring it out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like there's new things all the time that, that show up or arise inside of what we're doing. We're like, oh, look at that. And if we do that, you know what I mean? And so it's like, it's, it's, it's yes, crazy.
1: Especially with making music. I feel like I I never stop learning. Like every project I make, I fucking figure out, like I almost like opening up a new door. Yeah. And then by the time the next one comes, uh, I figure out something. You guys been doing this, what, 10 plus albums by now? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, goddamn, yeah, man. I'm just now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. So like with the new one, man, what the fuck? Like, what was the new approach on this one?
0: Uh, this one was, you know, this one we made during the lockdown. Okay. Uh, or at least that's when we kind of started making it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the approach was, well, let's make, a, let's make some music. And, and, and we had a couple of different ideas going on, different projects going on at the same time. But this one specifically, we knew, you know, we do things that were like, oh, uh, kind of like how we were kind of before the mixtape era. Yeah. But we were doing things that kind of were the same concept of mixtapes where it was just like, oh, let's just make this, put this out, throw this over here, throw this over here, and then this is a real album. And then this is just for fun. And this is and then this is a real album. And and so this was our real album. And so yeah. we made it in a way we never made an album before, which was that we we built it in sequence. Like we 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 built the sequence of the album. From the first song, and then we'd go, What's gonna be next? And, oh. then, and then he'd give me track two, basically. And then I would write track two. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't like picking beats. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just like one at a time. Yeah. And, and yeah. he, whatever he gave me, I had to go in yeah. on and figure out what am I gonna do? This what what, what, mm. what is this supposed to be, right? And and then I could look at, well, what was the song right before it? Oh, so if I want to put Easter eggs in this song to come off of that one, yeah. to start kind of interweaving the story together, kind of, you know, which is like in the past and and like many people probably you you make a lot of songs and then you go oh these are yeah. my favorite ones I mean, and I'm going to and then I'm going to compose an album out of these this was different we we were composing the album as we went and it was amazing it was an amazing exercise in just thinking about more than just that what's right in front of you, but also having to kind of use your peripheral vision and, and think about what's coming after it and what's before it. You know what I mean? It was it was kinda of cool. It was dope. That was um, sort of
1: like um writing a novel in some sense then. Yeah, like a book. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. You know Which it, I would say, your fucking titles, every title of the fucking album I always see the title and be like, oh shit, this is about to be some shit. <laughs> it's almost like a fucking book. You know what I'm saying? Then you always like every album I feel like you have like running themes of concepts and shit like that. I feel like one of your your projects like the I feel like one of the first like concept
0: albums, I feel like You know, we have been messing with that for a long time. When I was younger, there was albums that kind of gave me that feeling, even though behind the scenes maybe it wasn't like that. But, like, there was, you know, Jungle Brothers, Done by the Forces of Nature, I felt like was a a concept album. Mm -hmm. And that was 89, I think, 88, 89. Mm -hmm. And... That had a huge impact on me when I was a kid, you know, to to look at it and go, Oh, there is so much packed into this. I have to, I have to slowly peel back the layers and whose voice was that? And all of this kind of stuff, you know, uh, X Clan to the East Blackwards was what? a What? Was, was a concept album to me. You know what I'm saying? And so it was kinda of like hearing that that you know PE all the records mm-hmm. they put out had long ass yeah, titles definitely. and they and so that's kind of the school I'm from is in in the sense of oh that was what was informing me those 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 long titles from public enemy the the fact that they would they would have a concept even within that concept you can move around and do things there's there's songs that you could probably fit in that concept that another artist might not even realize they could put in there you know what I mean but Chuck and Flave and the Bomb Squad would figure out how to get it in there mm-hmm. you know that's that's to me that's that's a big part of the fun of making these things, you yeah, know what I'm saying it's definitely. like figuring out how to how to crack codes, cheat codes, make your own, how to how to solve puzzles. You know what I'm saying? That was something that I stole from Evidence. He said that once. He was like, "You got to crack the code," and I'm like, "Now I can't stop cracking ah, codes. Everything's sh- a sh- sh- code." out
1: the evidence. That's the brother right there. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. So on the production side, though, man, mm-hmm. like you would not start. You've been doing this shit since it was fucking MPC sixties and shit, man. So <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck are you using now? Like, are you fucking with new uh, shit?
2: No, no, no. I still have an ASR ten. Oh I've, I've, shit, I've had that since. The early '90s, and um, yeah, I just stuck with it. It just feels right. But now, obviously, I have Pearl tools and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I work with a lot of musicians a lot of times. But the last fifteen years or so, and um, yeah, so we we You're get it in. But I, Old
1: Faithful, huh? yeah, yeah. But that, that is the
2: I do all my sketches there. All my sketches start on the ASR 10 and then wherever it goes from there, maybe like I said, musicians or or the or new technologies or whatever that get involved, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah that, so yeah. how you
1: feel about like um like it's so much new ai software now where you can fucking just like I yeah <laughs> I think
2: yeah, it's, it's, it is amazing it is amazing and i've said this before too i i don't know what the future is for that for me but mm-hmm. as of right now i haven't really dived in, in all that stuff i have no idea how it all works yeah i like the idea of getting stems and shit like that but i also like the what i do i like What I've always done, which is start off with sampling and things like that, and then figuring out how to make something out of that, so Mm -hmm. by getting it replayed, and it's just kind of the fun for me.
1: Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. y'all been doing it so long, like man. And I remember, like back in the day, but y'all were doing the rhyme sayers and how was y'all clearing these samples, man? Like, was that ever like a headache for y'all?
0: Nah, you know, we are from the school of um, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask. (laughs) Than to ask for permission, you feel me? Uh, and 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 you know, here's the thing though. Now in, in in now that we're older, you know, we've had to maneuver a lot of that stuff from the past. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's just like. You know, you just you just maneuver with good faith with people. You know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's 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 one of those things. You know, we used to look at it like this: a, if if somebody pinches you, then you're on the radar, yeah, and that's a good sign. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, but now we we do a lot more stuff with live musicians and just getting Mm -hmm. stuff replayed and and really Mm -hmm. just try to and even beyond replaying. You know, sometimes things will just be inspirational, Mm -hmm. and and then the music will end up slowly going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like. But you know it's it's all over the place, and the copyright laws are fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, this. I mean, it, 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 here's what's interesting: How are they going to? They they've been suing people for sampling not just in hip hop, but in, in in other electronic music for for so long but what's next now that AI is about to really take things to the next step. It's kind of like, I think this was the gold. We, we, that was the golden era, the nineties and the early two thousands was the golden era for sample lawsuits. You feel me? And now moving forward, it's, it's like the wild West again. It's like Mm -hmm. brand new, you know what I'm saying? Because of all the AI shit where it's kind of like, Oh, I'm not going to sample Marvin Gaye. Just give me some Marvin Gaye sounding shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm.
1: And it's like, nah, I'll sample that. And how are you, you know, yeah. and now they they have like so many you can go like these um subscription-based sites mm-hmm. where they like people are just like bands and stuff are just uploading shit yeah, that yeah. you know what i'm saying you can just sample from and it's yeah. like you know mm-hmm. free and shit and all that shit which i think is dope too but um I you think, think the I, heart...
2: I, 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 I think that's dope too but you know i've i sift through some of that shit and it it's is, just like it's, uh, yeah. it's not it's not that tight really yeah. you know and then,
1: <laughs> and then just
2: the sound of it, it to
0: me uh, um uh, to me it's all about the sound of things it, sometimes man. The, you the, know the, I mean? the, the best samples come from the people who were tormented either were struggling with financial shit life shit whatever so the best music came from that kind of hunger that desperation we say that about rappers we're mm-hmm. like the best rappers sound like that but think about the best samples also came from people who were in positions and, and you can't you can't AI that. You, know, if, you feel nah. me? Or, or and you can't just upload yourself on a base doing that from your bedroom. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think records are always will. Yeah,
1: it be valuable to this. That's like one of my favorite things of just being on the road or like going overseas and just going just going to vinyl stores and shit and just looking yeah. up records and just finding some crazy shit. Like nobody never sampled
0: this. And they'd be yeah.
1: Like nah, no, I don't nobody even know what it is. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? I want to <laughs> use this Polish funk. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. for yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's the dopest shit, man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we got this show coming up. I'm so excited to be playing with you guys, man. Got some legends on the bill, man. We at the Red Rocks, mm-hmm. 917, man. Come through, see us, man. It's going to be great, man. I, I, the Red Rocks is haunted to me, man. <laughs>
0: in, a, in a good way or in a bad way? I guess in a little of both. You know, here, I'm going to tell you something. There's not a single record of a, of a human being hurt or killed by a ghost. So I'm, I welcome I welcome because it's like... Now, we, we, we've reached a point where you know, aliens might be a different story. Okay. But ghosts, nobody ever been hurt by ghosts. No. Nah, right? A we've, been, we've been living with them forever, mm-hmm. and nobody's been hurt. We can stop being afraid of them. You know what I'm saying? It's like grasshoppers.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't need to
0: be afraid of a grasshopper either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I do. Every time I'm in... Uh... I've played there a few times. Every time I'm there, it is a different feeling. I guess it's because it's such a legendary place that everybody played. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm -hmm. just like a different... I've I've always had good shows there.
0: You know, the energy of the audience there is different. And I say this to people because they're like, oh, Colorado is so fun, right? And and Red Rocks is so fun. It's like, but Red Rocks is not just Colorado. It's a destination. People who maybe don't get to see you in a club in their city will see, oh, they're playing Red Rocks and they'll book a whole vacation to go to Colorado Mm -hmm. and see mountains and stuff and then go to a Red Rocks show while they're there because everybody's like, I want to see a show at Red Rocks before I die. And so then what I think happens is people just kind of wait for an act that they like to play Red Rocks, mm-hmm. and then they make a trip out of it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so you, it's like Vegas. You play in front of people who are not actually from there. Oh yeah. You, you know, hella people are from Colorado that come to Red Rocks, of course. But there's there's always this welcoming. It's almost like Red Rocks is like, yeah, bring it on. You where you live, yeah. Albuquerque, come on up, come mm-hmm. to the party,
1: come to the party. It's like it's like an open yeah. party for everybody. You know, it is mean? beautiful there. Yeah. Like just when you playing and watching the sunset and shit, you get just like this fucking yeah. angelic feeling or some mm-hmm. shit. And so like I, but I will say, man. I mean, especially when I was smoking and shit all the goddamn time, man. Performing in Colorado, man, with that air and shit, man. I've had one of some of the most tiring shows Mm. in the fucking world. But Uh, I always just make it worse on myself with drinking and all that shit. mm Sure, sure. Now that I'm sober, I'm pretty sure I fucking, you know... I play a better show than I did before, you know. You know yeah.
0: it is it is true. The mountain states, the air is thinner. You got to respect it. You got to go into it, and you got to pace yourself. You got to, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you got to get sleep the night before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I agree. Especially we're old as fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so and so for the mountain states when we play them, uh, not even just Colorado, but like Salt Lake or or or, or even uh, all the way into New Mexico. You know what I'm saying? All the way up. You, you all the mountain states when you're up higher, man, you got to respect that because your oxygen's thinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You Definitely. can't go out there and just barking and you're gonna run and then out. You
1: of- know they got the fucking weed, especially when they first got the weed and shit legalized. Everybody was just giving you everything, man. Yeah. I remember the worst shit I ever had I had some fucking T H C bacon. And I was just, it was so good. It was like bacon with like brown sugar and all type of shit. And I'm like, oh, you know, you don't think you can get that high off bacon. You know what I'm saying? So I eat one strip before I know it. One strip turned to seven. Man, I slept for like two days, man. They had to fucking get me up out of the hotel room to go do the show, man. It was all bad, man. But yeah, I love, I love Colorado, though. But see... We, we from them cold states man i will say you guys are from the coldest place i think i've ever experienced in fucking america man but i also do think mm. us being from those places does spark creativity because you only could be out with mm-hmm. fucking like Six months <laughs> yeah. out of a year or some shit, man, yeah, yeah, have You just real? locked in
0: recording, yeah. you know? Man, I always tell the, the homies in Los Angeles, like, y'all don't even have basements, right, because of the ocean. You can't have basements. Mm-hmm. But where we live, basements are, like, a, a thing because we need a place to put stuff because you can't just put it in the shed over there. It's yeah. too cold to leave, right? So <laughs> so we make music in, in basements. Basement, yes, yep. here. And it's, it, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, I do think that there's a certain type of creativity that comes out of just even being buried in the ground mm-hmm. while you're working, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, I never thought about that. You know what I mean? Like I think there's something to this that is different, and it's a, and also it forces you to also be a little bit more like I'm gonna learn how to do this. I'm gonna, I'm self-taught. I I learned how to tap this out. I, I didn't have a mentor over here to just show me, and mm-hmm. I sat in the basement by myself until until my mom told me to go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like working, 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 and. Cause yeah, you, like you said, six months out of the year you ain't, you're not yeah, leaving the house. Fuck
1: that! You fucking bone chilling cold. Yeah. I swear the coldest I ever been was in Minnesota, man, and that was just like, oh my god, man! Like I thought Michigan was cold, but I'm like, this yeah. is like ten times worse yeah. than Michigan, man pretty
0: extreme I, I think they're pretty similar to me, like especially upstate Michigan. It's oh just, yeah, just,
1: see, I've never really been. You know, I'm Detroit. Sure, I don't even know what that, That's like a whole other country to me. I mean, but Tro- <laughs> Detroit got that lake effect shit too, right? Where the the
0: the 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 the, the, the hawk right off the lake comes mm-hmm. and gets you. You know
1: what I'm saying? Just yeah. like Chicago
0: got it too, and they're even a little lower. You know what I mean? Chicago like, got that wind. Yeah,
1: that shit is fucking. That shit freeze your tears, man. Like mm-hmm. that shit. Oh my god, man. But yeah. fuck, man. You guys got the fucking star at first Ave and shit, man. Yeah, they gave us one of those that mm-hmm. shit is fucking amazing man first ab is um uh, also one of my favorite venues to play because my mom was a huge prince fan so i just mm-hmm. grew up watching fucking purple rain every fucking day imagine coming home from school and seeing the bitch jump in the water every day man so we did watch <laughs> that every day too <laughs> i watched it i watched it every day too yeah. <laughs> my, it was one of the
0: ones my mom allowed me to have that on vhs i was probably like yeah. 13 or 14 and we would, we would i mean mm-hmm. i've never seen a movie more like that's that that's the movie I've seen the most out of any movie. You know, if you put it on right now, I, I can yeah, I, I can you know I can I can rap the lyrics. I know mm-hmm. all the words. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah.
1: It was like my mom's house cleaning thing. Like I would come in from school, she'd just have it on playing, yeah, like listening yeah. to the songs. Yeah, because it was like a it was like a soundtrack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: yeah.
2: Shit, I, I wanted to be Morris Day so bad. Who did? Yeah, I mean, the he's the coolest like, mother <laughs> when he when he
1: cocked that jacket open part, man. That's my favorite part, man. <laughs> was Morris Day? He was from Minnesota too. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, yeah. man. I actually seen um, the, what's that cartoon shit that Mike Jill did? You ever seen that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That shit shit was so fucking funny, man. Man, That shit was really underrated, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, well,
0: because everybody, unfortunately, everybody was under dude's shadow. Yeah you know, the purple shadow, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, oh, yeah. to this day, they're, they're getting their, they're getting their flowers, but in the 80s when they were really killing it, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was still looking at Prince. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and they were over here like banging out hits for people, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. And and the whole, you know, the, I mean, but that's kind of what happens when you have somebody, Minneapolis is not considered one of the hubs of the entertainment you know uh, underbelly so when somebody does come out of minneapolis it casts a shadow and that does something weird to the scene you know what I'm saying? And so when Prince casted that shadow, I guarantee you there was hella Prince haters. People who oh, definitely really should have mm-hmm. been like, yo, the dude made it. We all went to high school with him and he's mm-hmm. killing it. And instead it was people like, oh, I could play bass better than him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so it's like, and so I, I, I've seen that time and time again with, with people who make noise and get out of the city. It's like, Uh, when you're when you're when you're local and big we're proud of you but once you start getting out then it's like wait you were ours Mm -hmm. but now you're not ours no more so now fuck you you know what i'm saying it's like and you know i don't know where i was going with this but
1: (laughs) it it felt important at the time that's just real just like even with y'all y'all used to do um sound set yeah i've Mm -hmm. actually had the pleasure of playing yeah and um, you guys would have such a diverse lineup every time. It was almost like a lot of people that you know, y'all know you had before they blew up or some type yeah. of shit. And it was just, you know, I, I always respected it because people always look at us or whatever, like some backpack shit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But y'all would have the whole landscape of hip hop at all, that shit, man. All and that's hip-hop. one thing yeah. I really respected yeah. about that shit. That man. was
0: the plan with that, man. Because cause in that city, there was so many people who were into the underground rap. It was was big, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's a a great scene for it. But then there's also people in that city who are into hip hop who had no idea who atmosphere was. But they know who this is, this is, this is, you know what I'm saying? So we always wanted to see if we could just put the whole tree up. Mm -hmm. Not just this branch or this branch, but just the whole tree. Make sure that we're representing as many different voices as possible. Because that city, does you know it, it? was like that. That city deserved that. That city had so much art in it. There's so many people there that there was no reason for us to all be in some kind of echo chamber with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody needed to be exposed to all these different types of rappers. And yeah. I think it was you know really beautiful. I think I think it is. I think it's a really beautiful thing for that town. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy that we got to be a part of that.
1: I remember I met Lizzo. Back then, yeah, what I'm saying, back then, man. She's killing it right oh, now, you man. know what I'm saying? He's on top of the world. So, yeah, man, I've seen fucking Lupe Fiasco make a storm. I thought that was the craziest shit ever. He's yeah. like, it's about to rain right now. Rain, come. i was like, oh, my God, this nigga's a fucking wizard or some
2: shit.
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> actually got up on you guys, man, just me being a fucking gamer and shit. And I think the first time I ever heard you guys was on fucking Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, that, that thing probably really did wonders for us. Really? Yeah. Oh, we, hear that, we hear that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I went yeah.
1: and checked you guys out and I remember I knew, I was hanging out with this chick and she's like, what, you never heard this shit before? And she had all your shit and was like, put me up on shit. was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was just full into the rhyme series shit because it was like, man, I didn't know, just like probably any other kid that just grow and just be into hip-hop, you think it's just the top 40 shit. Or yeah? shit you show on the radio and shit like mm-hmm. that. And then when I, I feel like I got up on you guys, like Rhyme Sayers shit, and like dev jucks like all around. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like yeah. motherfuckers that's more like me than what I think. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really want to thank you guys for that, man. Because it really... And just back then, I know it had to been... I mean, it seems like it would be a lot easier now with like streaming and shit. But just being independent back then, man, it was mm-hmm. probably fucking crazy. Then you guys put out so many amazing artists man one of my favorite albums ever is fucking Operation Doomsday so just even how was that like working with his ass uh you know i i will say this like
0: me and his relationship was, was very fucking amazing. It was fun. We when we seen each other, it was love. It was friend. As far as on a business level, I never really had to work with him like that because I don't. I'm not in the office at Stairs like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I avoid that place. I only go there if I had to. I don't even show up at Atmosphere meetings. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, just because I always felt like okay, as as me and him are are, are part of the the the, the family of co founders of it. And as an artist, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for me to also be in there making decisions about other artists' shit because it felt like, well, what if I got an album coming out at the same time as you, right? And you're like, yo, why is Atmosphere in got a full page ad in the source and I don't? It's like, well, there's these conflicts of interest there, you know what I'm saying? And so I always try to just stay as far away from the actual business of it as possible and be more of like an artist liaison so that I can holler at an ASAP, Rock. Here we could talk and, and we relate to each other, and we can even both complain about the label if we want. You know, because mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like I and so so my relationship with Doom was just smiles and beers. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just like always like joyous. The the the, the dude was always in a
1: good mood mm-hmm. around me. He was always joyous around me. Because I remember um hearing that album for the first time, and because I cause never really heard something that was so lo-fi I think you know what I'm saying yeah, Just yeah. that was so forward thinking now you hear that kind of shit all the time even though it's fucking easier to fucking make a crispy ass product mm. motherfuckers want it to sound fucking warm like mm, you yeah. know sound like a vinyl yep. that's where because you know we just did the um. Head, up. headphone music yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying yeah yeah you, exactly yeah. you want, just want that warm sound you just don't because shit's starting to sound too computer yeah, like just to, Yeah, mm-hmm. like That's why I've, I had to ask you, Like, what the fuck is you making beats with now? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because mm-hmm. y'all should still got that warmth to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, we'll jump into some of these Ask Dannys, man. you can always hit me up, danny at the show.com. That's danny <laughs> at the Our First up, we got Ask Danny. Ask Danny! Creative process. Hey, Danny, what are your top priorities throughout your creative process for music? What kind of music legacy are you trying to leave? What would you like to be remembered for? Also, congrats on sobriety. Wishing you well. Um, I don't know. I think my top priorities, in my creative process is just, um. I mean, before I would just always try to like catch lightning in a bottle. It was just being inspired by something and just try to get the idea out as quick as possible. As I've, you know, been making music for so long, now, I've just been growing into it. Now it's all more about the post. Like I put down an idea, but then I always keep going back and tinkering it and tinkering it. And I think um, for the most part, the legacy I want to leave behind is just not to be put in a box so much. Like you know, I see a lot of times where artists scared to be themselves in some sense and just try to make music that they think the people would like. And I think that's like the first mistake because you know, I just I, I like I say, man, listening to you guys and Dev Chucks, and I was a huge fan. of like Dizzy Rascal and stuff, and I always remember that my favorite rappers and some of my favorite music wasn't on the radio. I wasn't Mm -hmm. on top 40 shit. So just, just trying to just, you know, make people just know that music is subjective in some sense. So make what you like. And if it's other people that like that shit, that's cool you know what I'm saying but for the most part when you trying too hard to make something that everybody gonna like or you know I guess it is a talent to do that I guess that's what pop music is in some sense but I don't think I got that in me you know what I'm saying (laughs) so what's up what you guys creative process is like and what's the legacy y'all trying to leave
2: I for me I do it every single day at least when I'm home when I'm on the road it shuts down Mm -hmm. and uh, it's like a break from music in some ways well, when I'm home, every day I I turn my equipment on, regardless. It, definitely after 10 o'clock, my family goes to bed and all that shit. I turn on my music and I just start messing around. Maybe I'll just listen to something and then the, it just starts coming. Now, doesn't mean I'm going to make anything good that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think I bat like maybe 50-50. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So every other day I got something kind of worth doing. And just like you, in every way, I... I just mess around with it a little bit, and then I go back to it and tinker and tinker until there's something real to show him or whoever I may be working with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and the legacy part, I just want as much as I can possibly fit in before I go. I want as much music as I could possibly make before I leave this
0: earth.
1: Mm, That's dope. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: My process is a little different than his. I stare at something until I make, I stare at the rock until I make it move. Mm-hmm. And so when he gives me a beat, and I I turn my shit on every day too, but sometimes it'll just end up answering emails. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just be to listen to other people's shit, you know, but, but when he gives me a beat, I tend to stare at it until I know what, what is this story and what is the personality of this music. And then I, I dive into it and then I stick with it until I got at least a skeleton, at least you know seventy five percent of it is there, and then I'll come back and edit and 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 tinker with it and mess with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's like I'm kind of like I, I I I face it and I force it to 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 submit to me, or or I force myself to submit to it. But I don't get up until I have something
1: there. Yeah, no, that's how I am. It's almost like um. Just like an inspiration. Like, one thing a a, a trigger me, and then it just flows. Yeah. Like, sometimes when I'm really having a hard time writing, it would be like, uh, just leave it alone, come back, you know? But for the most part, I find myself studying more so than I'm actually working. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would just fucking, like, if if sometimes where, like, you can find inspiration in some sense. Like, I'll I'll fucking just Google what was the top albums of 1960. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll look through the list and be like, I never heard this one. I never heard this. You know what I'm saying? And then just find shit to listen to. And then... You know, shots out to algorithms. You know what I'm saying. Once you yeah. click a couple of videos, then they say you know you get the recommended or something like. Hey, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah, yeah. Cabaret Votor. What's that? I don't know what that is. You know. Then before mm-hmm. you know it, then you just find all this fucking crazy music. Now I've been fucking finding crazy. I, I listened to one fucking song from India that was in like the 1980s, electronic Indian music or some shit. Now my shit is just all fucked, man. So it's some like, it's <laughs> some dope shit though. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, I'm about to be on the road. I'm gonna flip this shit right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, that's I found it especially like with making beats and shit. I feel like you know you can fucking listen to records and shit all fucking day before you find that one thing, that one bar mm-hmm, that yeah. could just trigger some shit, and then you just build on top of that and just consistently build it. Mm-hmm. And I had to, um, like I said, I used to always try to just catch lightning in a bottle type shit, like mm-hmm. try to get a song done in one take type shit. Yeah. You know, I was one of those kind of guys. But then I had to, um, the opportunity to work with Q-Tip and just being around his ass and watch how he work, and he literally just... He'll make you fucking rap for three hours straight, like the same mm-hmm. shit, yeah. like until you get it down. You he's get it one of down. my favorites. That's yeah, all oh, my, yeah, my yeah. fucking it was a fucking honor to work with his ass because that was my my dad. I grew up listening to Tribe, you know. Mm-hmm. My dad like taking me to school and shit. He always be listening to Tribe and shit. So it was like it was an honor to work with his ass, but just him instilling that in me because he just told me like man you only got one time to put it out but you got all the time in the world before you can work on it to put it out mm-hmm. so you might as well take all the fucking time you can to put the love into it so now i've learned that from him i've just been fucking but what's it's it's kind of like his ass it makes you work on some shit forever before you can put it out because sometimes i feel like you can't overwork something you sure, know what yeah, yeah, yeah
2: yeah it turns into some it turns into something Unsoulful, yeah. <laughs> I think well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Also,
0: you know I use a painting metaphor I always I always end up going there and it's like you know it's like here's the thing you, I just want to get that horse just right mm-hmm. and the thing is when you stand six feet away from the painting like most listeners do instead of standing right up next to it you know what I'm saying that it's a horse no matter what it's a, <laughs> you ain't gotta get that horse it's a horse they're gonna see yeah. a horse it's all about what you're implying and the implications you know which which I wanted to touch that, le- that legacy thing like I, I what you say about that legacy is exactly so beautiful. To me, this is the only way to live forever is to create things that last, that outlast you mm-hmm. and, and that stick around and that stick around. Whether you get to be super famous or you just get 500 people that love what you did, that's how you live forever. And to me, that is what the legacy is for me is to look at it and go, how not only, Am I trying to live forever through the art that I leave behind, but also to inspire other people to make art? I don't care if you're rapping or sculpting or painting or whatever. Just make some stuff to leave behind so that in a million years when they come and dig up this rock and look at what was here... This is, this is what we could show them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is what, this is what we left. This is the culture. We were, we were not just like the other species on this planet. We, we did all this dumbass shit. Yeah. <laughs> to, you know, all,
1: and, 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 and look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. All right, all right. Next up, we got Scent of a Man. Salvador here to ask, as a man, have you ever come across the dilemma of smelling another man, a stranger, in public, and being taken aback by a scent? Is it rude or suspicious to ask what you're wearing? Or do you leave them alone and mind your own business? Um, uh, I don't know, man. I think I would leave them alone and mind your business. Asking somebody what's the scent kind of seems like you're hitting on them. And if you know, for the most part, men stink, man. I think that's a good pickup line for a woman. But for the most part, I'm not asking no dude what he smells like. For the most part, niggas be smelling like blunts and cigarettes, man, that I ain't around. So <laughs> I don't know nobody wearing no good flavor. Are you guys cologne guys, man?
2: I am. Yeah, yeah every day. <laughs>
1: every, a,
2: a t- a, every day something I've been like that since the 80s though you yeah. know I, mean? so I was a
1: teenager you know? I feel like it was a thing like back back in the yeah. day like in the I, 80s shit, everybody yeah. had to smell good my, so.
2: my, my shit it's coming, gone here and there but yeah it, there's something always but it's like it's like one one little spray on the hand go mm-hmm. like that and that's it I don't like you know it's not like you could really tell probably
0: man, you, I asked yeah. I asked for a bottle of Drakkar for my birthday when I was like 15 years old <laughs> <laughs> and I
1: made that shit last like five years yeah, dude that's I the crazy part cologne lasts
0: for <laughs>
2: but it does last forever that's
1: the crazy part about um, me man like ever since I quit smoking cigarettes it's like man now like when a person smokes cigarettes it's like a fucking like pig pen walked in a room oh it smells bad like like, god yeah, damn yeah, but that, that yeah. helps that helps you
0: not want a cigarette Yeah. when, you, when you're like oh my god this motherfucker I was like, <laughs> Like, this man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to make people do deal with this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. man, that's that's the worst. Yeah,
1: kissing bitches and shit. Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but goddamn,
2: they, they must have really
1: liked me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I can't believe it, man. But it yeah. felt like
2: a lot more people smoked back then. Like, even because we we quit like over ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just less and less. You know, people seem to be doing it. Oh yeah, I At think least. They,
1: they pricing people out, man. Cigarettes <laughs> are like fucking five hundred dollars a pack nowadays. Like. <laughs> I know, and every year they say they're getting rid of menthol. I think they actually—I think I seen something they said they done with them in California or something. I don't know. Don't get me to line, but I remember they used to have fucking ashtrays in McDonald's.
0: Dude, they, I've been on plane oh, yeah, i have been yeah. on planes with ashtrays in them. Mm-hmm.
1: Goddamn, yeah. you know. That had to have been forever ago. <laughs> yeah. I've I've been on some old ass planes where they still had an ashtray yeah, out here. Yeah, You're like, yeah. fuck, man, goddamn. I seen that Denzel <laughs> flight movie. I hope this ain't one of those situations. <laughs> that should be scaring me, man. Like just like I just um flew to Australia. I fucking flew longer than I was actually there, which is fucking 20 hours there and 20 hours back. And I mean, it was it was. I felt like I used to make it um. Way worse on myself when I was drinking and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being in airports, like that was like a bar to me. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, uh, you know, just you know. But flying, it's, it's. I, I feel like I'm real confident. About being on the road again, because I felt like um before I thought I was making it easier by getting fucked up and shit and all that shit, but no, I was really just making it harder on myself. Like even with touring, I would be fucking getting so fucking hammered, cause I get like you know I get nervous before I go on stage, just like probably anybody else. I'm yeah. human, you know, mm-hmm. so I always want to have that drink to just you know open up and shit. And but you know what, the drink turned into the bottle. The next thing you know, you wake up in the morning, you're fucking hungover, and all you're doing is just trying to get yourself ready for the next show, and you just sick all fucking day. And by the time you feel good, it's time to perform. So you're drinking again. It's just like this endless fucking Mm. loop that I was putting myself in. But now, ever since I've been sober, it's like, going on stage has became like a therapy for me almost. Mm-hmm. You know, where I, I'm like humbled in that sense. Like, man, I can't believe, you know, after I've been doing it for 10 years and people still know these songs and they still get enjoyment out of this shit. So it's like, I'm just fucking like taken back by that shit, man. And it's the only time like, you know, I guess that's what I was using drugs and everything for. It's just that escape. Mm-hmm. You know, where all your problems go away and you're not worried about anything. And it's just, you know, now it's like being on stage, just you and the mic and the music. And now that's like my escape. So yeah. I'm really excited to get back on the road. So how's touring been for you guys, man?
0: It's been good, man. You know, we started this year. We didn't start hitting the road till May. Uh We did Europe first and the shows were all phenomenal. And then we... Came back here, did a couple of one-offs here and there, and then started this tour about three weeks ago. We're Mm -hmm. about three weeks into this tour. And it's great. This might be the hardest tour I've ever done in the sense of, like, you know, we're second out of four. We're used to doing our own headline tours. Mm -hmm. And so doing this gets us an opportunity to play in front of people who have no idea who we are. And that's a gift and a curse because you're sitting there... Going, okay, well, how do I sell this to these people? And yeah. you, and, and, and you not that we don't give 110%, but now we're giving 130% because we're really trying to swing it. And it's 110 degrees out. Fuck. And we're out. And since we're second of four, the sun is always right yeah. in our face. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, so here I am 50 years old, <laughs> jumping around. Thankfully, there's shorter sets because of the fact that we're second of four. Yeah, we're, yeah. you know, we're doing 45 minute sets. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, but 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 on a physical level, you know it's it's definitely one of the more harder tours I've ever done. I've done Warp Tour, and that physically was really hard. But also, I was partying, so I don't remember yeah. it. You know, whereas this one, I remember it all because I'm not partying. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so it's like, it's it's physical. I ride the bike every day. I I bring a bike with, and I go out and do five to ten miles every day just to start my cardio in the morning. That way, when I hit the stage at five thirty p.m. Everything is already kind of like loose, yeah, loose, you know what no, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I know that's been a, a help for me because I, I I take advantage of the real estate, you know what I mean? I move around a lot, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, so so just making sure that you know I'm getting I'm I'm getting my calories in and I'm expelling my calories out and drinking all the water I can and just making sure that I'm just. But it's it's it's
1: it's it's it's, a, it's it's the most grueling one from a physical space. Yeah, that, yeah. I always yeah. touring is like going to war. <laughs> I always call it like going to war. I mean, I ain't it ain't like that because I ain't catching no bodies there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a war but, woman, but man. But it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kinda,
2: yeah, it can be kind of tough. And then just like you, you know, I I used to spend all. I loved going on tour to party. Yeah. To me, that was the reason to go. Mm-hmm. And that was the dream to even do the damn thing. So, but now doing it sober for. 8 9 years or whatever it's been now it it's boring in a lot of ways so i just have to you have to find at least for me i have to find different ways to occupy my time long ass walks i walk my ass off yeah. and just what i have headphones on just thank god for podcasts now yeah. they're the most entertaining thing in the world you just walk around listen to that shit next thing you know oh shit i killed yeah. 3 hours yeah exactly now now you could just do do the show have a few jokes with guys you know what i mean and i can push through the time a little bit but it is difficult at first what's so being sober on the road it's difficult no i I mean
1: that's something i know i'm going to struggle with Mm -hmm. you know because even like i said i was just recently in australia and just you know that urge was there Yeah. i just learned so much in rehab i just know i'm not about to fuck it all up you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. just being sober is a battle every day you know consciously find something to 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 to
0: to fuck about with you know so that so that all your time is not productive find this one thing that you can do that's your fuck off time but you're you're also going to nerd out on like for for aunt, he goes record shopping mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. spends as much as he used to spend partying yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but 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 you know and, and 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 for other people i know it's it's just like books you know what i'm saying they can yeah. start reading books mm-hmm. whatever fucking bird watching i don't care but something that isn't work but also isn't bad for your body you know what i'm saying isn't bad for you know what I mean, it, well, but that way you're filling the void the, the party void the drug yeah. the drug void the drinking void you know for like i've gone through phases right now biking is one of my things that I, I know that that's part of why i'm not drinking you know what i'm saying it's like it's like and i'm not even sober but i know if i'm drinking a ton on tour i'm just gonna be more inflamed and tired and yeah. beat down you know what i'm saying and so it's just like uh you know but even for me i'll go to the record store and spend an hour and 30 minutes just looking through records looking at pictures picking out a couple to buy and i know that just having that that time and that space to be myself and, and to just nerd out about some shit that's that's just not important is uh, is definitely it definitely is an escapism it helps yeah. fill that void of that that mm-hmm. escapism
1: definitely because what a lot of people don't know i mean touring can be like a big you know a big ball of fun and partying all the mm-hmm. time but for the most part it's boring as fuck
0: yeah just it's a job it's a
1: real job man, it could be sad it could yeah. be sad it could be depressing it could be all these it's lonely bro and Then the fucking days off you're just like what the fuck am I gonna do with my time I mean for me I told myself that I'm gonna um to Cause I've been everywhere. I tell myself I've been everywhere, but I've been nowhere. Yeah. Because I used to get to these <laughs> cities and I just used to get yeah. fucked up. I used to find where the weed at, like where the weed at, where the, You know what I'm saying? Where to drink at? You know what I'm saying? But I never would go see shit. Yeah. So now I'm like, you know, going to museums or just seeing what the city is about, like yeah. going around and seeing these places now. Because you know, it is that's one thing about touring that is a blessing that you're able to travel the world and be able to see all these different places and mm. shit like that. So I am going to start going out and going oh, to see yeah. the landmarks. marks. I can't wait to see your Instagram page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pictures of churches and statues. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Let's That's go. What let's I'm gonna do, go, man. let's so, go. Just getting into that. And like I said, I'm gonna bring my equipment with me, and just getting golf and work. Cause like you guys, I've, I've made this album I'm about to put out during the pandemic, and after um that, when I first got here, Peggy, he was coming here and we did scaring the hoes. So you know, I'm I'm about due for that time to start working on the next one. You know what I'm saying? Might yeah. as well get a jump start on yeah. it. You know so. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really been that ahead. I was the type of motherfucker that, oh, it's time to make another album? Oh, shit. <laughs> so I now, you know, I got nothing but time on my hands now, so I'm just about to start early, you know? Mm-hmm. So right, finally right. finally getting ready to get this one out, man. I'm super excited, man. Because, And that's another thing, too, where, I, where we were saying, we were just talking about just getting inspiration and shit. This album, you know, it's been done for a fairly amount of time, but... And you know, you'll get scared with thinking like something to get dated or something like that. But being the fact that, like I say, I make my shit not concerned with what's going on in the culture or what's going on in the scene and shit like that. And I just make music, which sounds selfish in some sense, where you like, I just make music for me. But I do, and when I listen to it every time, I'm like, no, this shit, it might be perfect timing. Because that's what a lot of people don't understand about making music. You can make the fucking best shit in the world. You can be the first to do it, but you might be ahead of your time with that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? You never know, never know. Yeah, people yeah. always be like, man, it ain't about who did it first. It's about who did it, who, who's the most successful with it type shit, you mm-hmm. know? But this this album, I'm really confident in it because I was able to sit on it and work on it for so long and tinker it. and You know, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited for people to hear. All right, next up, we got um Music Jammers. Danny, what's good, man? When it comes to music, I love various genres, but there's definitely a few genres that I hated growing up and swore I never fuck with. But as I get old, I find myself jamming at some of that shit. For example, I despise country music, but here I am jamming Morgan Wallen. Ain't that the thick one? oh yeah do you have any genres or artists you <laughs> <who> come around <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's a nigga <laughs> see i don't know about i'd I, I be seeing this one country country chick man with the thick with the with the ass man all right whatever mm-hmm. you know all country music whatever man mm-hmm. do you have any genres you hated coming up over the years the young denny i mean for me yeah it probably was country I will say country. But once you get to Texas, man, you can't escape it, man. After a while, man, you'll hear a banger every now and then. You're like, all right, I kind of fuck with this shit. (laughs) But for the most part, man, I think, um... I don't hate no music, man, to be honest, man, because I find myself like um, I used to be in band and the jazz band and shit. And I'd be like, man, why the fuck we got to play this shit? You know, <laughs> can play some Swiss beats and something, you know what I'm saying? Remake that shit or something, you know. But then when I got older, man, I started getting into jazz music and shit, man, and it's a vibe. You know, you just start. And I feel like, um, you know, as rappers and how it could be so... um. You know, well, I can't say for you. You guys always—I feel like you make a lot of shit just open to interpretation type shit, which I learned. And and then it's like, man, you know, rap music could be so direct. You know, he's talking about he getting money, he fucking your bitch, he wearing the dopest clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, you start to take inspirations from other shit because, like they say, it's nothing new under the sun type shit. So I find myself more so getting influenced by other genres than actually rap music, and I take from that and put it into my shit. So. Mm-hmm. For the most part, man, I don't, I don't hate any genre though. Is there any like weird genres y'all fuck with? Nah, polka. That's, I don't know. That's
2: a tough one. That's <laughs> I a tough don't one.
1: Know <laughs> if I can fuck with the accordion like that, man, but you no, know, you can listen to some of that fucking that narco music they be doing in Mexico and shit. Hey, and they got the accordion jamming a, a, on a, that shit. Listen, man, a
0: polka ain't nothing but a corny waltz, right? And mm-hmm. so if you go look at the waltz and, and see the slower version of that, even with the accordion, there's a sadness in there. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, yeah, all party music, which is what polkas are for for a certain group of people, right? Party music is supposed to take your mind off of your problems, Yeah, you know? So what's it communicating? So that's that's how I see polka, you know? But I'll tell you what, I was a wedding DJ. Oh, shit. Back in the day when I was, like, we'll say 17, 18, 19 years old, I was a wedding DJ. And prior to that, I didn't have much experience with music outside of hip hop, R&B, and classic rock. And Being a wedding DJ meant I had to learn some country because I had to go do a a, a wedding reception out in the sticks and people are asking for, you know that one song that goes like this and you got to learn all this, right? And so then I had to learn what was hot in all the genres, I had to learn some polkas. I had to learn some waltzes. Yeah, bro. We had, to, we had to play that shit. I used to do this thing on the turntables with the hokey pokey. You remember that song? Mm-hmm, yeah. I would be, put your right foot in, put your left foot out. I would be backspinning the two on two turntables <laughs> and, and fucking with the people. Because it was like an easy trick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody would laugh. You know what I mean? Like, But nonetheless, that set me into... This space of being like I want to learn more about music, so then I got a job at a record store, and that's when I discovered jazz in in the way that it was never shown to me. Jazz was always this like background music that I would mm-hmm. hear sometimes at the house, but in other spaces, or maybe I'm sitting in a lobby and I think this is jazz, whatever. Nah, working at this record store it was basically a jazz and blues record store, and it. It 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 opened me up to all kinds of stuff, and it opened me up to indie rock because the girls that would buy those CDs were so cute. I had to figure yeah. out what's going on. What, what what is this? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like. But it just got me going into all, and and now I don't hate nothing. I could find, yeah. Because really, I'm just looking for sadness in your music always. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so I can find
1: that in any genre of music. Yeah. you know. And I feel like that comes from a lot from we're producing into it too. Like mm-hmm. when you're sampling, like you trying to always find the illest loop or some shit like that. So you'll be going through these crazy ass genres, and just yeah. going through fucking. You'll get up on shit like this shit fire. You know what I'm saying? Especially like I feel like going to other countries and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll just be seeing the type of music that they had, and then you'll realize that. Uh, a lot of shit wasn't different. Like motherfuckers in Japan was making soul music and yeah, shit, yeah. and then it's like everywhere, yeah. And then it's, it's better to fucking sample from that shit because that, ain't nobody really touched none of the, like mm-hmm. all those fucking overseas records and shit, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely want to, you know, when I get to Europe and shit like that, start going because you know most of this shit here been fucking used up, used and yeah. abused, you know. But yeah, I would say as far as like um like I was saying like with the new software producing and shit like that, man. I remember it would take. I used to um. My first beat machine was a SP three oh three. And yeah. it would be so fucking hard to chop shit up on yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even <laughs> when you did chop it up, just layering it and shit like that. And mm-hmm. then I had a MPC one thousand. And then, you know, I have you know, that's when by the time that was like YouTube and shit. So mm-hmm. you can watch YouTube and figure out, you know, I seen a, anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen Pete Rock the way he chopped up a sample one time. Just mm-hmm. watched it and I just watching that video, I just learned so many fucking tricks and I was like, Oh, so I was able to chop on that. But now you got they chop it for you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with this new shit, which you can fucking just, you can take a record and just chop that shit to bits where motherfucker don't even know what the fucking sample was. But Mm -hmm. now they got Shazam, and all these fucking sample haters, which I hate the yeah, most sample yeah. snitches. <laughs> you can go now and just type any album. What was the samples from this yeah, album? You have that a whole compilation of this shit, man. It's yeah. certain shit in music that needs to be kept a secret, man. I hate sample snitching, man. Yeah, it's it's whack. It's yeah, whack. man. It's yeah. the worst shit ever, yeah. man. Yeah, but somebody's making
0: money off of that shit. Yeah, that's what sucks, yeah, man. It's 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 you can't stop it
1: though. You can't stop the profit. Oh, god damn it. All right. -hmm. (laughs) Next up we got ex-boss photos Hey Danny so the other day I was scrolling through An old email account and I noticed a request From my old boss asking me to join her Google Photos account I assume it's for an old Office party or something I accepted Two days after accepting an email from Google Photos at 2.30am it fucked up Being pictures and videos of my boss and her Husband fucking around Now my question is it okay to look at my ex-boss pussy should I have any guilt over this? I never hit on her or flirted with the lady. This is all totally off the blue. She is cute, and I'm curious what the monkey looks like. Any advice would be appreciated. Love the show. And I think she wanted you to see what the monkey looked like. That's what it sounds like to me, man. That's a bit creepy, though. You just can't jump it off with the nudes and the sex videos, man. That's just, that's actually, She's obviously a deviant. You know what I'm saying? So, And then, I mean, she's your old boss. Now, if it was your boss, current boss then that would be a little creepy. I would, it would be a hard time for me to go into work and look her in her eyes, knowing what the monkey looked like. So, For the most part, man, no, I think that's kind of hot. <laughs> 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 but it got to be like a... I mean, if you were still working for it, that would be like sexual harassment and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so, wait, so did he get this on
0: accident, or did this get sent to him on purpose?
1: I guess it was like a... Like you said, it was an old email. Maybe they were joined in on that account already, and maybe she didn't know who was all getting... But you... Loading shit up on Google, man, it's it's creepy, man. I don't I don't do that shit no more. I mean when the phones and shit first came out, you know, it was, you know, you didn't really understand. So yeah, I was sending dick pics every now and then, you know, my face wasn't that random. That's one thing I knew not to do. But now it's like, man, you you got clouds and all type of shit, man. You don't know where this fucking photo's going, man. The motherfuckers just sit up, next thing you know, you make them. Your a mistake. dicks in the cloud. Yeah, your dick's in the cloud now, man. That's got to be some fucked up shit, man. You can't be doing that, man. Can,
0: can I talk to can I talk to Anthony? Anthony, listen, yeah. man, here's what I would say to you, bro. Like send her an email to let her know that you received this because she this might have went to all her employees and you just happen to still be in the list. And this could be like a, a issue. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure it's probably resolved now because who knows how long ago Anthony wrote this. Right. But, if you know, I would if you're going to look at him, the least you can do is also let her know. Hey, these pictures showed up here. Did you intend for me to get them? Because that's where the real mystery is. Yeah, you know. And then, then, then you know, you know yourself. What, what, what's what? You know. Hell, oh, I'm supposed to look at these. She's like, yeah, Anthony, yeah. I wanted you to see this shit. It, otherwise, let her know so that she can at least like clean up, try to clean up the mess if there's a mess out there. Feel yeah. right? I'm
2: just, I'm just gonna chime in
0: just for the fuck of it.
1: Who gives a fuck? Man? <laughs> <laughs> I would've looked at them bitches. I wouldn't even be asking about this shit. <laughs> I would've looked at them. I'd know me. I'd have been like, fuck that shit. Let me check these motherfuckers out.
0: Let me see what that motherfucker is. But still like. let her know. Let her know. Let her know that they showed up so they, you know. Cause she's gonna find out anyway that they showed up. She's gonna see it. So at least, at least come 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 with it.
1: I think the lesson in this is just... This is not a problem. Yeah, the lesson in this to me is never check old emails, man. It was a, It's an old email for a reason. That's why you don't go back, man. Just only going forward, man. Don't check no old... Because I can't imagine what's in my fucking old emails. Probably ain't number beats. I doubt if I got any pussy pics from my ex-bosses. But it's just probably random beats from motherfuckers and shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I might find some fire. I might need... But I don't, that's the thing. How the fuck you remember that old password? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean... I, like, always, see me, like, you know, I'm always scared of getting hacked and shit leaking. Sure. So every time I make an album, I start a new email. So I already know I got fucking, you know, just to send. You know, you got it and then, like, my label's in Europe, so I have to fucking send music over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, you know, getting hacked. Have you guys ever had to deal with anything leaking and shit yeah, like we had, that? Yeah,
0: we've had leaks, especially prior to how things are now, you know, when, uh, let's say, you would turn in a record and there'd be a release date and everything would be kept a secret till then somebody you know because the publicist got the record and press is getting the record three weeks early and you always knew something was gonna leak and there was gonna be a little bit of that. Whereas now, I think it's less of an issue. Now they leak it on purpose. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now, I and not only that, but I don't think anybody really, it used to be a thing to be like, I got that new shit, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's yeah, a thing that's, no more. Yeah, you're that right. doesn't exist. I don't think it is yeah. the same like it used to be, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, if you if you were first to have it, that was a huge deal. Oh, I got the, the J Electronica before yeah, it yeah. came out. Whereas now, motherfuckers would drop they'd be like oh I just got it back
1: for mastering put it up it's, it's, it, it don't matter no more cause I used to think I was so fucking cool we used to get um cause that's when albums came out on Tuesdays mm-hmm. so I got real cool with um the guys at my local um, record stores and shit and they would sell me the um the albums on Friday for double. That was us. So yeah. I'll be able to. <laughs> that was us. So I'll be able to go to school on Monday and already having like yeah. I got that new NAS and everybody yeah. be like, what the fuck? How do you get it? How yeah. are you? Let me yeah. listen to it. You know, I have my Walkman and shit. And that, 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 <laughs> I used to feel like I was such a cool guy for that shit. <laughs> Man, all right, we're gonna jump into some white people shit.
0: White people shit.
1: All right, dogs running errands. I work at Home Depot and notice that people frequently bring their dogs to the store with them 99% of the time. There's no service animal vest. On top of that, I'm pretty sure 100% of the time the dog is Caucasian. So now I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's bringing your dog slash pet to go shopping with you. White people shit. P.S. Love to show your true Like No, that's animal lover shit. We always go through this shit, man. I don't think white people shit is caring about animals, man. That's just, it's animal lovers in general. I know for me, man, like my dog Ditto, you know, she you know, she'd be having problems and shit. Now I'm be like leaving her at the crib by herself. So if it's a quick little run to somewhere, man, I'll bring her in. Plus she's little. I'll bring her with me. You guys pet guys? Y'all got any pets? I love pets. I don't currently have any. I got a lot of kids though and I'll tell you oh, something. I don't <laughs> Listen, think that's the same thing. I
0: can't, I, can't even, I can't even convince my kids to come with me to Home Depot, right? Mm-hmm. I would have to bribe them. So that makes me question does your dog really want to be at Home Depot? Are you doing your dog a nah, favor by bringing your dog? No, leave your dog at home in the yard or some shit where the dog can be a dog, you know what I'm saying? But people are out here making their dogs do things that sometimes I question, does your dog really want to be at this festival right now? Fuck no. No, your dog don't want this loud ass music. And not only that, but it's like, what if your dog licks some paint up in Home Depot or some <laughs> shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I don't know. I, and that's just my stance on it. But it, but I, I look at pets like kids. Don't make your dog do something that you wouldn't make your kid do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, or or even, you know, I got homies that bring their pets on tours. Yeah. And I'm always like, man, I don't bring my kids on tour because it's it's not something they would necessarily choose to do. There's no real good place for them to sleep that's safe. There's no seatbelts on a bus, whatever. I'm an adult. I can make a decision to be here. And if something's gonna happen to me tonight, that's okay. I chose that. But when you're putting your dog or your kid in that position, that's a little. I'm not into
1: that. You know I had saying? a tour manager. He would bring his dog every fucking where, man. The motherfucker shitting on the bus in the green room. Uh, hell, hell no. Fuck around eating pizza no. off the ground. Uh, and No, shit. that's you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, <laughs> no. Like, hey, we know how that road is. It's rough. See yeah. me. I would be scared, man, because I know. I mean, like it's that dog. It, you know, it's a lot of scary shit happening on the road. I'd be scared. My dog would just run off the tour bus or some weird mm-hmm. shit and you get know? hit by something or, or mm-hmm. anything. Run away. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: In a city where you're like, how am I supposed to find a dog here in mm-hmm. El Paso? You know what I'm saying? It's like. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think you should bring your dog to Home Depot. I never thought about it like that, but you're right. Dogs don't want to be fucking going nowhere. They want to chill at the crib. Now, if it's some place where the, <laughs> you think... For the, real, they want to <laughs> chill at the crib. They kind of do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't want to be around random people. My dog hate other motherfuckers that ain't me, so she's barking at motherfuckers randomly and shit. So, yeah, man. <laughs> I can totally see that shit, man. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm one thing about me, I've never been a pet guy. I always... My girlfriend's had pets, and I just end up getting into another relationship. You know, what yes, I'm saying? me too. Same here, same here. And you end up loving the dogs and shit because I'm what I'm an emotional person, man. Last thing you know, the motherfuckers die, and now you are sitting around crying about the dog yeah. and shit like that. But now we got this new dog. Well, Ditto, she's she's oh she just passed a year old now, and just like. That's the love of my life right now. I fucking love that dog. Oh, <laughs> it's fucked up. Cause then, you know, like even that, it's one thing. You know, you got your girl, and you know, you go on a roll, y'all missing each other and shit. Now I gotta leave. I'm missing two motherfuckers, three motherfuckers. Yeah. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I, I miss, miss my dog. You, what's
0: the dog's name? Ditto. Ditto. Mm-hmm. What kind of dog did you say what? It's a hairless chihuahua. <laughs> I want to look in the camera and Say what's up to Ditto Ditto Shouts out Ditto if I was there right now I would take my thumb And put it in your ear And pet the inside of your ear And you would be like I like this motherfucker She got a little ear
1: infection Right now so I don't know I'll wait then <laughs> <laughs> You has a little ear infection man Yeah my dog has problems man <laughs> I did a 23 of me for my dog it's a fucking it, it, it's a, uh.
0: <laughs> uh, she's, where's your dog from? Uh, I think
1: from Texas uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's a chihuahua but it's a quarter Frenchie and uh. you're not supposed to be mixing those dogs like that so she has all type of medical problems and shit mm-hmm. man so I'm always worried about her ass so that's why I always like leaving her alone for sometimes. but that's one thing I would say man having a dog it did instill some discipline in me cause you know it's like you know I, I mean you gotta keep it alive you gotta, course, you gotta be be aware, you dogs got to, and kids aren't the same thing, but you know, when I'm gone and shit, I'd be like, I wonder what Ditto's doing. I wonder she okay. You know, I'm always worried about her and shit. So that's mm-hmm. my baby. I mean, I, <laughs> I think about that too for my girl too. I'll be missing you too, baby, but Ditto, I always worried about Ditto. All right, next up we got shadow boxing. Hey, Danny, is shadow boxing in the mirror white people shit? I know my ass has done it, and I'm white as hell. <laughs> Let me know what you think. <laughs> no! Have you never had any, like, boxing training and shit, and you just randomly doing some shadow boxing? I don't know about that one, man. I, I think that's just some uh, autistic shit. But for the most part, uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, shadow boxing is some fighter shit. If you fucking training and you fighting and shit, that's the way you loosen up and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very excited um, about the fight that's coming up now. Are you guys into boxing? I don't pay attention until there's a fight to watch and then I'm down yeah, the to sit one and watch it. The again. one to watch is coming up, man. Fucking Earl Spence versus Terrence Crawford. I've been waiting on this for fucking years. I've been... um, I've seen a Terrence Crawford fight before. It was good. It was yeah. like a, two years ago there was a big one he had. I yeah. Think. yeah, they yeah. both undefeated pretty much. And we don't know who... I mean, the one thing I love about boxing in these type of matchups where we don't know who the fuck gonna win. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, sometimes, you like, I know this motherfucker gonna win. I know this You know, and it might be an upset. You know, that's the cool shit. This, it won't be an upset if either one of them win. Like, it's just, this is, I feel like these motherfuckers about to be fighting for the next 10 years. <laughs> like, yeah. If they smart. One, they gotta take one piece and just mm-hmm. drain this shit out as long as they can. You know what I'm saying? Which I feel like, <laughs> if business-wise, they probably already, I don't want to, don't get me to start talking about shit like that. All right, man. Spin the motherfucking wheel, and we'll get up out of here, man. But yeah, shadow boxing, man. That's some... Have you guys any any training, like... Nah. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was doing a little yeah, Muay Thai, man. man, but I couldn't hold no pads, man. I was like, fuck that shit. All right. Pickles. I'm not really, like, a pickle-eating motherfucker. I mean, um... Yeah, pickles, that's like some, I don't know, what what, what was you thinking about, Zolo? What was this one about, man? We have someone in the office that really, really hates pickles, and uh, the people wanted to hear your opinion on it. Pickles, man, I mean, I don't get me wrong, like, um, growing up, you know, used to go to the liquor store, and they used to have all these random pickles. You can get the hot pickles. You know the girls used to eat them a lot, eat them with hot Cheetos and shit like that, man. I actually used to just drink pickle juice straight out the jar, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> as i grown up, man, I'm I'm not that poor anymore and so so curing hydration with pickle juice is not a thing for me but i think i mean pickles is out here they got the fried pickles which i don't know that seems um because is pickle a vegetable it is really it is it's so many different types of pickles um pickles is like pregnant people shit right
0: (laughs) pickles and ice cream really yeah are you a pickle-eating motherfucker? Listen, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, but they smell forever. Though. I'll tell you a couple things about pickles. One, if you have acid reflux. Oh, it helps with that? It helps with that. The pickle juice specifically, um, I would always suggest people don't eat before bed. You know what I'm saying? But if you're eating at night after the show, a little pickle juice after you eat or a pickle after you eat can help with the acid reflux. Mm. It's, a, it's a natural. It, it, and, and here's the thing. I think that, that might... I've never Googled this, but I've always kind of thought about this, and, and I just keep forgetting to see as far as the origin of, you know how you buy a sandwich, there's always a pickle? Yeah, yeah. I think the origin of that might be because you're supposed to eat the pickle after the sandwich so yeah. that you don't have heartburn. Yeah. Because back then, people used to mistake heartburn for a- or acid reflux for heartburn. So the, I think the pickle was like what you eat after the pastrami sandwich or whatever because it will help you with any heartburn you might have from the sandwich. That would make a lot
1: of sense. Goddamn. Yeah, I'm not. I can't say I'm not like a. I mean, I like pickles here and there on like a burger or something. I really like the um, pickles on the Chick fil A sandwich i will take those pickles. But sometimes, man, pickles can be gnarly, man. I've had some gnarly pickles, man. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, swell, like, like anything, like like, they stink, man. Anything yeah. in a jar can be fucked up. You grab the wrong one. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, them jumbo shits in a bag like that, that's, that's like a hood staple. You yep, know what I'm saying? Because yep, you, you just buy the one bag, the one pickle <laughs> right in the store. Yeah, I used to see girls when I was in like you know high school, middle school and shit. Girls were like, that was like they, they, they hood snack. They would stop at the store, get some hot Cheetos, a pickle. Nice little juicy juice, which that- had to have been fucking they stomach up. But like you say, the pickle was saving them. God damn it. I learn something new every day, man. Hey, wait, what is a Twinkie? A Twinkie pickle? Nah, they ain't got a that. A peanut butter and pickle sandwich. No, that's a meme. That ain't real. Okay. That can't be.
0: See, I thought we've crossed the line to where memes are real
1: now. You know what I'm saying? Like I guess so, man. If they put it in your head, you've experienced it. So that was the, the, that's a the peanut butter and pickle inside of a twinkie i will i will go on record to say peanut butter and pickles work together i mean ain't that what elvis ate oh no he uses bananas yeah uses yeah bananas, banana banana, banana, peanut, butter. banana, oh, banana
0: peanut
1: butter yeah gnarly he wondered why he was taking the shit when he died <laughs> all right man
0: <laughs> i really didn't
1: wonder that but thank you for putting that in my head see that's what i'm
0: saying it, once it's in your head it, it exists
1: yeah because i actually seen the uh, uh, Elvis documentary. and you know, um, He was talking about what what is made. I mean, made whatever. But she used to make his pickles and banana sandwiches. I mean, whatever. The banana and peanut butter sandwiches. Mm. He had her sneaking hot dogs in the, in the hospital for him. All type of shit. All right, yeah. man. We got to get out. But he was, on, he was on hella drugs, too. You <laughs> know yeah. what I mean? He was
2: definitely doing the drugs thing.
1: All right, man. We about this, out this motherfucker. Thank you, motherfucker, so Yo. much for coming through, like man. Atmosphere, man. Yeah. Like I said, you can see us. 917 at the motherfucking Red Rocks. You know what I'm saying. I'm gonna make sure I get my oxygen tank. Get <laughs> your <laughs> I
0: Let me run down the lineup
1: too. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's
0: gonna be us. It's gonna be Danny Brown, uh, Souls of Mischief, Legends, m- Legends, Mr. Dibs, uh, Grouch and Eli, uh, Breakbeat Lou. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite the party, man. Oh yeah, it's gonna yeah, be
1: great. I'm yeah. I'm honored to play with you guys, man. It's gonna be fun, man. And I,
0: you know what, I'll I'll, I'll reach out to them in advance and just be like, yo, c- calm down the ghosts,
1: <laughs> <laughs> calm the ghosts, the ghosts down. of the Red Rocks, man. <laughs> All right, Love you motherfuckers. We out. See you next week. Peace.